0: So, hi, doctor. Uh, I'm Ritika from ZenOnco.io. Good afternoon. uh, It's an honor to have you on our platform. First, I would like to introduce our company, ZenOnco.io, and Love Heals Cancer. We guide cancer patients in their treatment journey. Our company aims to extend the life and improve the quality of life for cancer patients through an integrative oncology treatment, which includes both medical treatments and complementary treatments. We uh, we provide end-to-end care to patients and also help with counseling, healing sessions, Ayurveda, medical cannabis, anti-cancer diet, awareness session, and pain and palliative care. So this session is going to be all about spreading awareness and educating cancer patients. And for that, we have Dr. Nikhil Mehta with us. Let me take this opportunity to introduce him. Uh, So Dr. Nikhil Mehta is a surgical oncologist. Uh, with over nine years of experience, he has pursued his training at the most sought, out pre- uh, sought after Premier Institute in this country, like Tata Memorial Hospital, Mumbai. He's worked with the, with uh, most of the reputed cancer institutes and hospitals of India, like Rajiv Gandhi Cancer Institute, Delhi, IMS, BHU, Varanasi, uh, Bhagwan Mahavir Cancer Hospital, Jaipur, etc. Uh, he gained his fellowship at Tata Memorial Hospital from 2014 to 2017 in gastrointestinal thoracic head and neck oncology. It's a pleasure to have you on our platform, sir. He's currently working with Fortis Escort Hospital as consultant cancer surgeon and cancer super specialist. Uh, so, uh, is there anything uh, you would like to say before we start, doctor?
1: Oh, Thank you, madam. Thanks for the it was a nice
0: introduction. I'm sure, doctor, a lot of queries will be answered through this session. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, can we just start with the questions? If that's okay. okay sure.
1: So we can proceed.
0: Okay. Uh, since I read about you and you have this fellowship in GI cancer, uh, GI oncology, gastrointestinal. So can you tell me more about GI cancers and their treatments?
1: Um, uh, GI cancers, as we see, can be in the form of starting from esophagus cancer, stomach cancer, colon cancer, rectal cancer, or when we talk of, about uh, hepatobiliary cancers, they can be in the form of gallbladder, liver, pancreas, or retroperitoneal cancers. Usually, it's a diverse field. Usually, patients who come to us, present with the history of any pain, abdomen, blood in stools, history of weight loss, if they feel any pain or mass in abdomen, or they can usually present with alternate bowel habits such as in between constipation, diarrhea, or vomiting. Usually when they present to us and we thoroughly evaluate them with multiple investigations starting from biopsies or imaging modalities such as CT scan or MRI. And whenever we have patients in stage one, two, three, the main treatment for all GI cancer is basically surgery. And sometimes they require a new adjuvant or adjuvant chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Surgeries in GI cancer, the field of advancement can be done either by open surgery or laparoscopic surgery and uh, robotic surgery. What we help them is by totally removing the whole of the tumor part, we can totally cure them and make them free of disease. But for these, the limitation is they should present to us early and whenever they feel symptoms they should contact a nearby cancer specialist or a doctor who can guide them to a good oncologist and he can be properly treated upon.
0: As you talked about robotic surgery, uh, I recently read about it and it's I think an advancement in the previous surgeries which, uh, which were going on in India. So uh, what kind of
1: like advanced surgeries we do have now in India? Yeah, advanced surgery. Now in India also, most, most of the centers, more of metropolitan cities are doing robotic surgery. It is the convenience of a doctor and also the patient in the form that uh, wherever the surgeon's hand can't reach, the robot can reach. And uh, the incision becomes smaller and this is more convenient. The post-op recovery is easier. The patient moves from the bed next day out. He has very less pain and he goes home early. Only the significant thing, slightly, is costlier, which is a disadvantage. Okay, there was a lot of logistics involved in it. Uh, Okay, so uh, as you've also uh,
0: you are an expert in gynecological cancers. So, I had this question that uh, women go through menopausal, uh, menopause in their uh, late time. So, does that uh, play an important role in gynecological cancers in women? Menopause
1: as such has a no relation to a gynec cancer. Gynec cancer, what we usually see in India are cervix cancer, uterus cancer or ovarian cancer. There are others also, but these three what we most commonly see. The main etiological factor, the main reasons for which, which you get, uh, these cancers are caused are the lifestyle habits of women, that is, and the early menarche, that is, early age of menopause, sorry, early age of menarche and late age of menopause is also a factor. Nelly parity, the woman who doesn't have chi- child or also is ca- cause of cancer. Because the other way we can say that uh, the gynec cancer are more of hormone-related cancers which are related to uh, estrogen hormone and progesterone hormone relations. And uh, other thing is uh, smoking, diabetes, obesity, hypertension. These are also some of the common causes of gynecological cancers. However, uh, usually these women present to us with uh, postmenopausal, menopausal after menopause, bleeding or some ulcer or swelling in the vagina or the lower genital tract. Or they may present with the bloating of the abdomen with, with we find water in water in in abdomen ascites that is called a ascites. and this is how we come to know and then we diagnose them and then we move forward for the further treatment with the multimodality imaging that is CT scan or MRI scan and do further treatment the main treatment again in gynec cancer is surgery only. So, earlier we see the patient, the better the results are.
0: Is there any way to self-diagnose in this case, in gynecological cancers? Like we can self uh, do a little self-diagnosis in breast cancer? Yeah.
1: Uh, there is nothing called self-diagnosis, but there is a protocol for screening. Like in Cervix Cancer in India, there is a screening protocol which starts at the age of 21 years. 21 years, for every woman who is above 21 years should consult a doctor, preferably a gynecologist or an oncologist, so that he can have a pap smear every three years or post 25 years to 30 years. She can have a HPV testing now, but we have a liquid chromatography that she can give us screening by HPV method for every five years. And this should be continued. So we can help them detect early
0: but then we have
1: the symptoms which are already elaborated
0: but there are a lot of taboo like uh, as you said that regular health checkups are important in diagnosis of such cancers but there is a lot of taboo that for women in, in our society that we don't yes. do for regular checkups a lot so
1: yeah that is the one reason india has the highest number of cerv- that cervix cancer and breast cancer in female tops that is the one thing people are very much shy in showing to a doctor, especially females. It's a social stigma that people are shy to tell even their husband or their other relatives that they don't even tell about these problems. And this problem is not even in villages; even if it's in the cities, what we usually encounter is that they are shy to show their problem, which is coming that most of the women doesn't present to us in first stage. They usually present to us in second and third stage. So there should be more of education program to literate the woman, to literate the women, to make them empowered. So they know about it. When they face this problem, they should consult a doctor. They should not shy and prolong their sufferings. Because as we delay, problem increases. Especially in this breast and gynaecological cancers, we see a lot of these things that women has not even revealed. Their problem to the relatives for next two or three months. And even when the suffering is so much, then only they reveal to their other family relatives and they come to us.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, since uh, we uh, talked about uh, breast cancer being one of the top uh, cancer in India, in especially in women, uh, like, can you please tell me how to effectively manage the symptoms and side effects of breast cancer?
1: Uh, okay. Usually, uh, uh, what we see is the breast cancer, as I already told you, the most important stigma, we see that women don't present to us in within 15 days. They usually present to us and the suffering has increased for two to three months. So, when they present to us, the most common complaint what we see is the lump in the breast. That is, there is some swelling in the breast which she noticed uh, while taking bath, or uh, the husband has noticed, or uh, she felt some trauma to the breast from somewhere. And then suddenly she tells that uh, she, Dr. Sa Bhujato chote Something hit me, something hit me, and now I developed a swelling. This is which is the incidental finding for her, but n- not for us. That is a promoting factor for which she is able to do us. Usually, when she comes to us with the lump in breast, or there is a pain in breast, or there is a swelling in the or some discharge, reddish color discharge from the nipple, or very present advanced stages, there is ulcer in the nipple but there is swelling in the axilla, armpit. So, these are the things when you usually present to us. And the most important part is when they come to us is not only examination, giving them the mental assurance that this problem can be sorted out. But most of the, the times we forget that we have to mentally assure them that the problem can be sorted out. So what we do is, we do a clinical exam, first we do a clinical examination and just is it nearly cancerous? The first question which lady comes to us is that only, doctor, is it really worrisome for me, uh, should I? So what we tell her that uh, this looks like this problem and we ha- can treat you and it is totally curable. We have to be sure that we can help you out and totally treat you and make you free of disease. So when it comes to us, we do a clinical examination thoroughly. And then after that, what we do is, if required, we do a sonography along with a mammography of both the breast. And then we further proceed with the biopsy, of biopsy, which is in which we take a small piece of the tumor and send for examination. And later on, we we'll proceed there further. She requires chemotherapy first or she requires a surgery first. Or it is not at all cancerous, or we can make her assured that it is not a cancer. It is a benign disease, which means it is. We can either you don't require anything; just require a good assurance, and we have to routinely with check up with us. It's cancerous, we do surgery, chemotherapy, and sometimes if required, radiotherapy. Usually, breast
0: cancer is said to be curable if it's diagnosed at early stages
1: yes even breast cancer is curable even in first second and third third stage and with the recent advances what we have started is we can remove the tumor and save the female breast also that is a recent advance in the breast cancer that we did not remove her whole breast and other thing is even if we remove the breast we can reconstruct whole breast also we have so much of facility that we can do both of the things. Earlier, it used to be
0: mastectomy, I
1: guess, in which we had to remove... Yeah, it is there, mastectomy, yes. Even it is there right now also. It is not an old treatment, it is a new treatment. Now we do in we a modified radical mastectomy, or which will remove the whole of the breast. Or we do a breast conservation surgery in which we conserve the breast. Or we do, a, and even don't. Sometimes we don't have to remove the lymph nodes also by doing a sen- technique called a sentinel node biopsy. So there is a lot of advancement which has come in breast cancer.
0: That's a good news for most women who are women who are af- afraid that they'll not look, afraid of the looks that yes. happen after this. So that's that's a good news for them. Yes,
1: because it is a not only a, we are treating physically. It is a mental trauma. For every female to remove the breast. So I encourage them usually that we can conserve your breast. Only thing is you have to present us early and we can help you out and all that is. And if you were moving the breast also, we can reconstruct even that also. There are many facilities. We have implants, we have the uh, free tissue retransfer. We can do transplant. It's like a transplant. That's that's a really good news
0: for women who are suffering from breast cancer. Uh, uh, doctor, if we talk about thoracic cancers, I have read that there are some risks associated with its surgeries because uh, like there, there are two pipes in our throat or something like that. So, can you please elaborate more on that?
1: See, thoracic cancers can be in the form of either esophagus cancer, which we call as food pipe cancers, or they can be a uh, lung cancer, uh, or it can be a... Uh, Mediastinal tumors, that is some other tumor which is come in the thorax from some other some site, or there can be a metastatic cancer which has come to lung from other sites. See, previously we used to do an open surgery, now advancement has come that we also do a are doing laparoscopy in even in laparoscopic section of even these cancers. The so fact is that although these are morbid surgery, sometimes but by advancement in laparoscopy, they become less morbid. And also, there can be some side effects uh, which can be tackled out post operative. like there can be cardiac arrhythmias, there can be uh, post-op, that is, uh, lungs become unfunctional, but but we help them out. We maintain proper, during proper anesthesia, proper post-operative care, and we encourage them to do a proper chest physiotherapy, lung exercises in the form of spirometry, so these things it can be minimized. And if we study the old, all our data, the overall people, if you do 100 surgeries, only one people or two people will have some complication, usually they will, or else we manage them properly all can be rescued. Uh, okay. But the most important thing is, instead of worrying about these 2%, if the patient don't take treatment, then he's surely going to have some problem. The cancer is going to spread. So instead of looking about these things, he should go forward towards treatment because we can cure them. They should think of the positive aspect. And I told you the mental win in cancer is more important than the physical win. Because well, they should be positively motivated that your cancer will be removed and you will be more fine. Should not have to look after the problems which are just a one or two or three percent.
0: Okay, uh, if you talk about advanced cancer patients, since we said that mental uh, mental health is also important and mental support is also important yes. instead of medical treatment. So, how yes. do you think this uh, complementary treatments and alternative therapies can help uh, advanced cancer patients?
1: Mm-hmm. See, what we, when these type of patient comes who are on stage four, it's basically it's not only a surgeon or a medical always who is between the cancer. It's also psycho. We involve a psychologist also who can give him a moral boost. Sometimes you have to, they have a suicidal tendencies, they are in depression. So we involve psychologists or a psychiatrist to first have them moral boost. They require regular counseling, even them and other thing they require a palliative care. When we talk about other therapies such as homeotherapy or uh, ayurvedic therapy they are basically helping immunity boosters but they can help in providing the palliative treatment which we, which we are also giving by allopathy and also with some amount of palliative treatment can be given by homeopathy and ayurvedic treatment also although they also can't cure it they can just help in boosting their immunity and help us in just prolonging his good lifestyle. We want he should give a best supportive care. For all the concept is, the supportive care means whatever life he has, he should be happy.
0: After treatments, after going through cancer and recovering, uh, I have seen patients, uh, survivors who have PTSD, post-trauma stress disorder. So uh, yes. like how yes. do you think we can help them cure it? Or get out of yeah the that's what I keep phase. telling them keep
1: telling them again keep telling them again and again that it is not a physical win in cancer it's a mental we we have to make them bit and most of my cancer patients, I even do a psychological counseling by a psychological counselor or a, a psychiatric patient, because in the post-operative rehabilitation also and during the course, patient has the moral of the patient has to be boosted up frequently.
0: Could you please kindly also share you your
1: have
0: to. Yes, yes, please go on. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt.
1: Yeah, I really get the patient, there was one patient who was, there one or two patients who used to refuse uh, refuse surgery, who refused surgery, looks up, up, I have no life left, I'm, I have no life left, and what I will do, surgery is also complicated, chemotherapy, a lot of side effects, radiotherapy. So we just had a multidisciplinary team and guided, guided her that nothing is going to her. We have to take the family into confidence. The most important is the family also has to come in confidence. We had regular sessions with her along with the family, along with the psychological counselor, that nothing is going to happen because the patient took treatment and after four months, she was almost fine. And after six months, she didn't have any depression because you saw that she is morally positive because all disease has been removed, the weight loss and other things which she was suffering due to the disease has come down, or sufferings has come down, and then the patient suffering comes on, he feels positive.
0: Can you please tell me if it's okay with you about uh, if any rare cases if you have treated if you have treated any rare cases of cancer.
1: There are rare types of cancer like EOC. In oncology, we keep seeing rare cases. One more day, every case is like a rare case for us. Because um, encounter one, one such, but i many cases such as in pancreas cancer. I have a problem which, which was encasing the vessels. I have to remove it from the vessel. The other case, which requires an adrenal, adrenal adrenal tumor which I have to do, there was a BP was fluctuating very much high up and high down. drop. we have a lot of problems there's an anesthesia share problem, I had a lot of problems managing the BP, shooting up, shooting down, but we had to manage post-operatively BP was also fluctuating. It took me one week to settle down the BP and I was with, him, with them for even for one week, in the ICU only when I had six hours. You were telling about your
0: patient. Pardon? You were telling about your patient,
1: your, your cases. Yeah, yeah. And sudden, and after a weeks, after a weeks time, patient somehow recovered and would have was able to send him home happily.
0: Uh, I and have we point. sometimes. Yeah, tell me. No, no. You you can say.
1: Yeah, and one uh, one or two times I have even even I have published a case re- I published a case report also uh, in which I found a thi- it is already published an international paper that in thyroid cancer I found two types of cancer that is papillary and medullary thyroid in only one swelling that is a and it has a single met of sternum which we dissected and reconstructed that is a word. Worldwide published a case report, and I also won a prize for the presenting that case. We did a total thyroidectomy with neck dissection, and resected a part of sternum and reconstructed with mesh and plates. And patient was fine since five years on continuously follow-up with me, all levels being normal, the ultrasound, CT scan, X-ray, everything is normal, and that is worldwide recognized.
0: That's a great achievement sir. Uh, uh, So uh, I have a follow-up question regarding this Uh, as you said that it's different for every patient but usually in cancer what a normal uh, what a normal person not a doctor obviously what a normal person thinks that it's either chemo or radiation surgery that's that's what we have in mind if I have cancer I'll have to go through chemo I have to go through radiation I have to go through surgery but is it different in every case like every person is treated differently it is different in
1: every tumor and intra tumor also what i mean is the treatment of all cancers different some cancers require only surgery some cancers require only radiation some require only chemotherapy some requires a combination of two some requires a combination of all three it is different to different for every stage and also it is different for every cancer
0: Can you tell me, like, uh, what are some misconceptions regarding cancer in the society?
1: The most important misconception is to not get investigated in the form of biopsy. The 50% patients which I encounter, they just tell me that, doctor, please don't do biopsy. By biopsy, the cancer will spread. The most misconception that we have in India is this only, that patients' first port is... Ki, saab, biopsy loge cancer fail that is the most important misconception that we have and which has to be stopped with immediate effect because unless we don't do biopsy, the cancer is not diagnosable. We can't diagnose the cancer without biopsy. And in worldwide, multiple studies, multiple journals have quoted that there is no risk at all by doing biopsy, by biopsy, we are helping the patient to further treat. Even when we I are have... doing surgery, removing the whole of the tumor, then how can.
0: Even I have heard this uh, misconception that yeah, this, is common misconception, that's
1: common. Misconception. this is the commonest misconception uh, which, which we encounter.
0: But usually that's not the case. If you do have biopsy, it does so not. never the
1: case. case. It is never the case.
0: Uh, okay, doctor, since you've recently joined Zenonco, so I have this last question for you. Uh, how do you think zenonco.io is helping people, ha- helping cancer patients?
1: zenonco is a good platform of connecting patients to doctors, the cancer survivors, where so they can come on the platform, share their thoughts. So that they can be, have a physical and mental well-being. And when they encounter, okay, you can guide them to proper doctors, and doctors can help them investigating, diagnosing, and also morally, boost, morally boosting them so that all the cancers can be easily diagnosed and they can be treated at time time. And also the most important part of any cancer treatment is post-operative rehabilitation, which I think Zenonco is a good platform. So at post-operative, patients have rehabilitation. They can be fine early, come to their work, social activities, and uh, physical well-being, and they they can start their job early. But the post-operative rehabilitation is a very important part of any cancer treatment. So in that way, you can help. And also some palliative patients, which you can come across, and you can help them in motivating them that that still there is a life, and you can we can help you in all respect whatever is possible in the form of allopathy or alternative medicine or whatever help they requires in the form of orthotics or prosthetics
0: yeah. uh, uh, that is what we are trying to do sir and thank you for recognizing it uh, I just have one more thing, which I think I just want to ask, because this is what I've heard in society. Uh, a lot of cancer patients who got cancer, but they did not smoke or drink at all in their life. So they're like, hey, I did not do anything. I never smoked. I never yes. drank. Why did this happen to me? Uh, so does smoking and drinking is a factor in like cancer
1: Smoking and drinking is a factor. Smoking and non even smokeless tobacco. The most common cause in India is smokeless tobacco. Not even smoking. This smokeless diet, jarda, Kheni, Gutka. Um, that is also one of the most common cause of oral cancer. And drinking aggravates its the problem. And but the other thing to be looked out is that is not only the cause of immune, that is not only the cause of cancer. The, the other thing which are the, the common causes are the obesity, unhealthy lifestyle. That is uh, more of junk, food, more of junk foods. Not doing regular exercises. Not doing ex- exercises. The diet which we are eating nowadays, and some role of pesticides. The and the other important causes of cancer is hereditary cancer. That is some cancers run from one generation to another generation. <clears throat> so that is the reason the persons come to us that I have, they have been a, pito-tattler, pito-tattler that I have not even drink nor have, smoke can also. Get cancer. I want to share one thought regarding some people that most of the persons, especially breast cancer, other cancers who require chemotherapy, though the new technique has come, that as we knew previously, that every time when we give a chemotherapy, we have to take a vein. In the arm and every time we have to take a new vein we have to prick prick them again and again and one times so we prick the vein and give chemotherapy the vein get damaged so recently we have found out that such patients should always get a device which is implaced inside the chest wall so read right one we, and which is called as chemoport so which is in place in the chest wall and every time just put a needle on it and can give them the chemo So which is the advancement has come and usually I encourage usually my breast cancer patients and all other patients who require chemotherapy for more than six months to get a chemo port inserted. So which is a boon for all chemotherapy patients.
0: I have heard... uh, No, sir.
1: Yeah, yeah, even I have presented this in multiple conferences for the social cause in about four international conferences and one first Friday for teaching and educating people that chemo port insertion should be encouraged to all patients especially the breast cancer patients who one arm is blocked and we can't put a give a chemotherapy in one arm and only one arm is reserved and her life goes miserable when we give chemotherapy on the one arm so that is a very good thing that chemotherapy should be encouraged to all the chemotherapy patients that make their life very easy.
0: I have heard from few patients, uh, survivors, whom I talked, that they do have this chemo port in them, like they'll get it removed, there's a small surgery yes. for it, so yes. it's not that common, but it is nowadays coming is in common. India, yeah, so it's, yes. it's, it's like there, it's there, but it will take some time for people to believe and use it, but it's coming, yeah. Yes, uh, I completely understand that because that is what I have heard most people saying that I did not do anything, why it's happening to me. So there are a lot of other reasons, uh, including smoking and uh, drinking, is done in excess. Okay, Uh, so uh, that was it from my side for today. Doctor, thank you so much for your valuable input and for being with us during this today's knowledge sharing session. Uh, you took time out of your busy schedule to be with us and to share so many insights. I am sure so many people will ha- benefit from this session. So thank, thank you once you. again from Zenonco.io and Love heals Cancer for this insightful session on our platform. Thank you.
1: Thanks a lot. Awesome.
0: Thank you. Uh,